Hey, real quick. want to give a shout out to James up in Stoneville, North Carolina. He's a friend of the show. Hell, he's a friend of the family. Now we were able to go ahead and help his family recently save more than $1,200 a month. Really think about this. My man, Robbie didn't save $1,200 one time. He's going to save it each and every month, all because he went to save with Conrad.com. He left us a five-star review earlier this week. And he said this from the first phone call with Christian, all the hard work Diane put in Jennifer taking time to explain things and help me understand where we were at with the deal right up to Steve, helping me get this survey through nothing but professionalism all around dealing with first family has helped us to the point we've cut $1,200 a month off our bills. I can't say enough about the team Conrad has assembled. I highly recommend first family to anyone looking to purchase or refinance their home. Thanks to Conrad and the entire first family team. No, thank you, James, for the great review and congratulations on saving 1200 bucks a month. And oh, by the way, you can skip your next two house payments. It's real folks. Save with can help you. We're licensed in more than 40 States, but if you've got credit card debt, if you're looking to save money on your monthly payments, if you're looking to pay your house off faster, or even buy a house with no money down, save with is your hookup. Holler. If you hear me, that's save with Conrad.com NMLS number six, five, zero, eight, four equal housing lender. And oh, by the way, you don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. What are you waiting for? Find out how much money you can save for free at savewithconrad.com. DDP Snake Pit fans, what is going on? It's time for another edition of the Snake Pit presented to you exclusively by adfreeshows.com and Podcast Heat. I, of course, am John Alba this week. Joined by the Hall of Famer himself, Mr. Diamond Dallas Page. Jake the Snake Roberts is on sabbatical this week. I had him the last couple of weeks. Now it's just you and I flying here. How you doing, Dallas? Good to see you again. Doing great. Doing great, man. Uh, you know, coming off, I wanted to talk about today, uh, you know, what what happened over this last weekend, you know, just passed. You had, uh, you had uh, Extreme Rules you know, on Saturday, and then you had the uh, the – season premiere of uh of raw and the biggest thing i take away from both of those shows the biggest thing you know we're in an era right now where you know people who watch wrestling they're smart you know they understand it's not like oh my god is wrestling real or not you know yes and no you know um the hardest thing to do and what you've seen happen is, like, it goes back to the NWO. Even back then, even though they were heels and there were people who hated them, people loved them. You know, they were like that, you know, tweener, you know, spot. And as time went on from then, you know, it's really hard to get real heat in professional wrestling. That's the biggest compliment I can give to the new regime that's over there at WWE right now, they're getting real heat. And it's not just a couple of guys or girls, it's multiple people. And I think the, you know, the biggest, you know, biggest thing to start off with, you know, I, I look at that, that pay-per-view match with uh, Gunther and Sheamus and all the boys that got involved in that. I mean, that should look real to me. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy. Oh my goodness. Let me tell you. So I was, I was in the arena for this show and 
I thought what I loved, and I'd love to break this down with you because I know pacing is a big part of all your matches. I thought those six guys did something better than most WWE talent have done in recent years. And that was in between all these big spots in this hardcore match, they would take a couple seconds to breathe and let the crowd soak in what they were seeing with all the chaos. They would play to the camera a little bit. They'd hit a pose. It's such an old school easy way to tell a story and get a reaction from a crowd in wrestling and i thought these six guys just crushed it in in terms of invoking emotion and getting people invested in a wild hardcore match no 100 percent. and but the biggest thing is the heat that gunther and his boys have like, they awesome. have real heat like people like right now they hate them i mean they really hate them at some point Possibly they hate, they love to hate them, but I don't see it, you know, because this is a like a, a classic feud. Like it reminds me of something like Rhodes and Funk, you know, if you go back to that time, as far as the, you know, just the brutality and the, you know, believability yeah. of beating the living hell out of each other. And for the fans' approval, and both of these guys, really all of them, all six of them, like to work stiff, you know? So they're coming with it, and people can tell, like, whoa, there ain't nothing fake about that, you know? But again, the heat, the, the, the roar of the crowd, you know, that's what, you know, has really been missing more than anything, I think, in wrestling. I think sometimes it becomes a spot fest from what I'm seeing what were there, five matches on that actual card? Was it five? I think it was six, I think. Six? I think it was. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it up as we talk here. Yeah, pull that up. I think it was five. It might have been, been. You might have taken in the, the pre-show. Look look on the card. Was it six? Pulling up right now. It was uh, six matches. Six matches. Yep. Okay. So it's still six is a great number. Last time they had five. At the castle, they did five matches, which does what? It gives the talent time to tell stories mm -hmm. in the ring. Plus, they're telling their story before they come out, which the WWE does has always done better than anybody, even better than WCW back when we were beating our ass. You know, they just tell stories of what happened to get to this moment. You know, and they build all that anticipation. But that that was a great way to start it off. Uh, so a uh, big thumbs up to that. Can, can I and, ask you uh, something real quick about Seamus? Because sure. I've never heard your thoughts on Seamus before. This is a guy who's been around dating back to 2009 now. He's had world championship runs. But I think right now, due to the great heel work of Gunther, uh, I mean, this this guy is more over than he's ever been. And he's working matches that fit his style perfectly. What do you think of Seamus's impact on wwe and what his ultimate uh run will look like when all is said and done he's absolutely a hall of famer without question uh dusty Rhodes, who i talk about all the time told me about him when before i'd ever seen him on tv you know and he came in with a health push going in and he could be back in the world championship race like like that at any point in time, they could pop him in, again, for all the reasons that make a uh, a wrestler, a top guy, look, size, rap, believability. 
I think he's reinventing himself again and just upping everything because he's in phenomenal condition. I worked at, here at my performance center. He came in and we did uh, <clears throat> some DDP yoga together. And when he does was doing his stuff on his uh, his um, the little uh, video thing that he has, his show that he does you know, every week about it. He exercises with everybody all over the world. But uh, I think he's had a hell of a run. Um, I think there's a times where you have to work your way down the card to work your way back up the card. It's just the way it's the way the business goes. And I think especially now the the, the reaction that he's getting has been phenomenal. Some of the and biggest of his career. Some of the biggest yeah, of his I, career. Where where was actually where was Extreme Rules at? It was in Philadelphia. Oh, Philly, right, right. And those those fans tough crowd. Tough crowd. <laughs> <laughs> very tough crowd really north north uh, the northeast is is a tough crowd in general uh so if they're behind you and with it and they were with it i mean they that that crowd was that was a white hot crowd yeah and i think it's just so cool that at this late in his career he found his wrestling soulmate right like like gunta is the perfect perfect complement to him in every way every single match they've had is awesome they had a legitimate Okay, how do I say? Do I say Gun So the German Gunther. pronunciation is Gunta. I, I should know that since I am German. I should. Know there you that. go. But uh, I, I love that kid. I love that kid. I amazing. Think he, uh, yeah, he's got. He's got. Reminds me of a you know a, a Dick Murdoch, you know, because Dick Murdoch could really go. You know, yeah, he could wrestle, but he's a brawler. You know, he believable as hell too. He's in amazing shape now. He really got himself cut. But even when he came in as Valter and had just the, the, the normal body, he reminded me of like an old school Hulk Hogan heel that you would see in the 80s. Just a big, sure. brawling brute who was a great technician at the same time. I mean, man, they got a lot of money in him. And, and I'm really excited to see him climb the card yeah, for that. Go ahead. Yeah, he's got he's got a great future ahead of him, no question. You could really he's the kind of cat you could pop him in. And really all the top guys, you could you could pop them in any time period, you know, the seven the sixties, seventies, the eighties, nineties. I mean, you could pop him in anywhere and he's gonna be uh, he's gonna make his own way. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had Ronda Rousey win the SmackDown Women's Championship from Liv Morgan. So Ronda, again, man, building those those accolades. She continues to pile them on. What do you think of the work she's doing right now? Well, I, I, my, my, my little Jersey girl, you know, because I'm a Jersey boy. When I saw my little girl out there with the world title, I was super happy for her. But, you know, and she did some really cool stuff during the match. Liv, she's, she's a sweetheart. I know you asked me about Ronda. I'll get to that soon. Sure. No, by all means. I, I, thought, I thought she did a hell of a job, you know, just, you know, surviving. <laughs> because, like, like Ronda's, she's the, you know, she's the great white shark. And she is the shooter. And she's not going to step out of her groove. And, uh... Liv, Liv took a hell of an ass kicking out there. And like I said, she had some big spots and the crowd went crazy. But Ronda was going to walk out of there with that world title. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Do you like Rhonda more as a heel than a babyface? Absolutely. She's, you know, behind the scenes, she is, a, I know her and, her and her husband, I don't know her that well, but, you know, they're really sweet people, like just down to earth sweet people. When that girl is walking through the curtain, she's a beast, you know, and she was a beast in UFC and, you know, she, you know, had the way she tailed out of there is not the person. It's kind of like what happened with Mike Tyson. She is a Mike Tyson. Like when, when she was in her groove and owning it, nobody could beat her. When she got to that one spot where she did get beat, then it was time for her to come and do our stuff, you know, <laughs> because she'd had the run as the toughest woman on the planet. And she's going to keep that title forever because the only reason there is women's, you know, uh, mixed martial arts because of Ronda Rousey. Like she is the, she's the trailblazer. And going out there and doing, you know, what she did, she went out there and she owned it. And uh, very tough for, you know, I, I do see uh, Bianca Belair match in the future. And that could be a hell of a build because that girl, you know, <laughs> her and Bailey, they, they, that, we'll, we'll get that match. They, they had a hell of a match. But Bianca, she, she's a real deal, too. Let's talk about it then. I think Bianca Belair has a potential to be one of the biggest stars ever in WWE. I, I genuinely mean that. The way she connects with crowds, male, female, adult, child, whomever it may be, there is an authentic connection where people want to see her succeed. And as you know, she is a physical beast. What she is capable yeah, of yeah. doing she is an athlete, and I, I genuinely see top, top, top star potential in her. Do you share that sentiment? Well, she's already there. Mm -hmm. Now it's how long can you hold it, and she's going to hold on to it as long as she stays healthy, you know, because, you know, when you're out there, her belly, belly, she's a warrior. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. She, she, you know, she, she'd gone, gone for a year, you know, she didn't miss a beat. You know, she was out there and like when she went, when she did the, 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 the KOD with the last, I was impressive with the two girls on top, you know, that was a lot of balance and stuff, but that was super impressive. But when she did the, the KOD with the ladder, and if you go back and watch that in slow motion, Bailey reminds me a little bit of Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning. And what I mean by that, is like if Henning was in the corner and Warrior was, you know, hitting him with the punches, eventually he's going to take that punch where he's going to come out of the turnbuckle and go over the top rope to the floor. Now, if you watch that in slow motion, you'll see he never lets go of that rope he's holding onto. And as he's lowering, his next hand is grabbing the middle rope. And as he's lowering, his bottom hand would grab the bottom rope. So it just lessened the impact of that. If you really couldn't really protect yourself in this scenario, 
But what she did on that flip through and how she pulled the ladder underneath her, like that's a very dangerous bump. And she did it perfectly. You know, she did it perfectly. The whole match was, you know, I mean, this, this card from top to bottom, you know, I was with it the whole way through. Yeah. And there are times where in wrestling, I just go fast forward. You know, because I don't watch stuff live normally, so I can fast forward. I barely, I just fast forward the, the breaks in between. If I saw the story and I knew what the story was, if I haven't seen it, I'm watching the story because I love the way they, again, the WWE tells that story stuff. Um, which brings us, I want to go back to uh, Karrion Cross and Drew McIntyre. I'm not a fan of the strap matches and stuff because I want to see the guys really wrestle. And I was wondering, God, why aren't they doing, you know, the, 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 the top, you know, the, the 10 count. But then I realized why, you know, when I watched back and saw that they had just done that, you know, uh, um, they were, they were going to do that. I should say moving forward. Um, but I thought those guys did a hell of a job of what they had to work with. And, and, you know, bringing Carrie in the way he came in, you know, it was so funny. I was sitting next to him at Ric Flair's mm -hmm. last match. Yep. And I don't mean at the match I was sitting next to him. I was sitting next to him as we did autograph signings. And I was busy as hell and he was busy. And, you know, I didn't get a chance until the very end to and, – and have you ever seen Carrie – have you ever seen him do uh, Jesse Ventura? That's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> I used to do a great Ventura. He's blows mine away. Uh, really funny, entertaining, which shows he has all those chops. And I'd been watching all that stuff. And then I looked over and I realized it was him. And I said to him, I, we, you know, we took some pictures and I said to him, I said, man, I said, you know, dude, at some point, you're going to end up in one of these two top companies and it's going to happen for you. Don't ever stop doing what you're doing. And then a couple of weeks later, boom, you know, he might've known that already. And, uh, you know, that he was coming in. I don't know if he did or not. Uh, but next thing you know, he's there and they're starting his stuff with Drew and Drew I mean, I'm, I'm nobody's a bigger fan of Drew McIntyre than me. He's one of my boys, you know. And uh, he went out there and, you know, I thought he, you know, he 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 brought Carrion up to where he, you know, needed to be. It was a good, I thought, screw finish at the end. If you're going to do the job as a baby face to the heel, you want to be screwed in some way. And his girl getting involved and doing the, the bear spray or whatever the hell they were doing. The pepper spray, yeah. Yeah, he, he sold that like a son of a bitch. And, you know, and, and then he could do the job to him. Didn't hurt. It didn't hurt uh, Drew in any way. Um, it's building up. You know Drew's going to get his comeback on him, but you don't want to bring a big, bad, good-looking, entertaining son of a bitch like carrying in and then beat him. You know, you don't want to do that. What do you think Scarlett does for his presentation? I think she's gorgeous. You know, it's a shoot wife. You know, uh, <clears throat> I think she has a real presence out there. Uh, I like her. 
I like her, you know, want to try to keep her heel because, you know, normally like I had Kim, you know, and I took all that from, you know, I took all that from Randy because look and see what worked before you, you know, and then try to make it your own. And of course, Randy would end up being my biggest, my biggest, you know, everything, you know, he put me on the map in such a way that I, I don't even recall someone having one match that changed her career as much as Randy changed mine. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just all the timing was there. But, you know, looking at Scarlett and, like, you got a gorgeous woman like that, people eventually want to, you know, like her, you know? <laughs> and just like Mark Merrow with Sable, you know what I mean? It was, it was hard. So when you, uh, depending on how you use it, right now he's using her perfectly. You know, get her involved and make her you know, that heel spot, you know, and keep her there. And again, he, he's he got heat. He doesn't have the heat heat yet, but he's got to do things to get to that spot, you know, that will bring him that heat. But I think that, I think that kid is total money, top guy. And, you know, Drew, you know, they, they could have a really long lasting feud out of this. I think. Were you surprised that Drew was not the guy to beat Roman at Castle? I was totally surprised. I was blown away. But, you know, and I'll talk about the bloodline oh, yeah. when we talk about Raw. Oh, yeah. Uh, I kind of understand it now. Um, at the time, I was like, man, why Why would not? That's the spot. Even if you took it off the next night, you know. Um, but, you know, I thought, I thought Drew should have went over there. But, again... It didn't hurt him. It's kind of like I look back at my career and, you know, not getting it, not getting it, not getting it makes the fans want it for you even more. And when I got that first United States championship, the, the place went crazy. And I, and, I, and I won it off one of the greatest ever, Mr. Perfect, you know, Kurt Henning. So I couldn't have had... A, a better guy to drop, have dropped the strap to me, you know? So, uh, you know, I, I, again, it, this was a great pay-per-view. Yeah. Well, we saw a near 30 minute I quit match between Finn Balor and edge. There was a lot of Gaga on this one, but Beth Phoenix would come back and it was a really, in my opinion, well-told story throughout that saw edge only finally give up when his wife was about to take a concerto from Rhea Ripley, and uh, eventually she ends up taking it anyway. And this, Dallas, you talk about heat. This had the most heat in the building of anything on that entire night. Uh, what do you well, think of that? It's, it's, it's everything. And I've been talking about them for weeks now. I, I loved Judgment Day with Edge in it. And I called them, you know, I text them, like, dude, love this. And makes me want to watch. And then the pull him out. Because there's certain guys, it's tough to be the heel. You know, you want that person to be the baby face, you know, and Edge is that guy. So making him that, you know, that heel for a minute and then flip, and now he's got all these guys to work with. Um, There's so many things that came out of this. First of all, they had real heat coming in, but adding Dominic took it to a different level. Yeah, you think so? <laughs> yes. Why do Why do you say that? What? Listen to the crowd. Mm-hmm. 
listen to the crowd of all the people out there, and they've got real heat, all the, all four of them, all right? But the heat that Dominic is the father-son thing, you know, the whole thing with Ray. I, I, again, I'm not a big fan of, you know, the I quit because you're always putting the cat, you know, the you know, the microphone in their mouth, do yeah. the standing, you know, the, you know, the, uh, you know, the um, standing, you know, last man standing last man thing. Standing. But again, they were already going to do that. So they were there. That's something that was going to be coming in different matches, you know? So um, now I, I understand why they didn't do that one. But once you got past that 15 minute mark, somewhere around there, and the shenanigans started happening, which brought the crowd up and up and up. And they built that, you know, from, um, let me see, I don't want to forget what I was going to say here. Um, when when Edge speared Finn through the ropes onto the guys on the floor, I'm always looking for what's the next thing are we going to see that hasn't been done. And I don't remember ever seeing that. It might have been done. But I don't remember ever seeing that like that with a um, a group that meant so much. And then, of course, Rhea handcuffing him. You're thinking, okay, how's he going to get out of this? And, and, and a great movie is all about seeing a, a different spot of, uh, oh my God, how's he? Go- how is he or how is she going to get out of this? And then, of course, they do because it's it's already predetermined. But it's still like you want to know and then bring in, you know, uh, you know, Ray in and then Dom in and, and they milk that spot. And if you listen, like Dominic doesn't even have to say anything. Like they want Ray to beat his ass. You know, your kid steps out of line. You, you know, a lot of people say you shouldn't, but sometimes he needs to be slapped. Like right across the face to be remembered who the hell's, you know, respect. And, you know, this is something that I'm sure Ray is loving doing and also hurting at the same time because <laughs> it's his kid and he's such a, he's such a, you to know Ray Mysterio and I know him pretty good, you know, after being with him for so long. Uh, and he, when I was at Flair's uh, uh, last standing, I was, at, you know, at the show and I was leaving. Ray, I hear Ray, D, D. I turn hey, Ray, calls me Dominic. You know, and he's so proud of his son. Um, I like it so much. And now he's doing the hair slicked back. And he's got that little, that, that like, he mostly puts some kind of powder on him, like that vampire type thing that got going or whatever, because his face looks like, just like, it kind of looks like Rhea a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, you know that they're having this, you know, that's that, you know, little, little thing that they got going over there. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I was booking, I would have, as this goes on, I would have Dominic beat anyone that he gets in front of. Because if you push him like that, they're going to hate him even more. A la The Rock. Remember they gave him that big push? He was rocking my beat. The people hate him. Rock is the most beloved human being on the planet right now. You know, he's not the people's champion. He's the world's champion, you know? And, but when you got, when you're pushing someone in wrestling that they don't think should be pushed, it gets that other level heat. 
But right now he doesn't even need it because he goes to say anything and they go crazy. My one thing with Dominic, I think he's really talented and I like him. I think that he needs to utilize this opportunity with Judgment Day to become more than just Rey Mysterio's son. And however they do that, leaning into something character-wise with him or giving him this extra layer, that will help him going forward. Because when he is teaming with with Rey, he's Rey Mysterio's son. And there's nothing wrong sure. with that. But that's that's his character. So let's see now him take that next step and find something to really sink his teeth into. And I'm with you where I think this Rhea Ripley stuff might be able to allow for him to do that. What do you think of what this group is doing for Finn Balor? Because I thought Finn Balor was amazing in that match. Amazing. You know, again, <clears throat> the WWE, it's, it, this is, you know, we talk about this new regime was, you know, was in there and call, you know, calling what's happening. I knew when Hunter finally got a hold of, the booking of it, it was going to change and be more wrestling oriented since hence less matches, more time for matches uh, because that's where the stories really get told and the talent really gets made. Finn, Finn has stepped up, you know, in they've given Finn a lot of spots, you know, championships, but they never really gave him the real push. Now he's getting that within we, every one of them. They're all, they're talented. They look good, but they can deliver in the ring. And that's, and, and Finn of all of them is the master. You know, Finn can, Finn can do anything. And I think what he just, uh, what he just did in that match with him, he got over big time as, he's, as a worker, he's always been as high as you can get, but as a character and a heel, he took it to that next level. Yeah. And that's what I loved about the pay-per-view that each person, you know, as they went through their line, got their spot and what they did coming out, you know, just on, on, on raw as well, you know, getting to see the reaction of the people. That's what I go by. You know, uh, when 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 they did Beth coming out again, these are layers of pops that really mean a lot, especially when you're going to go 30 minutes. Man, she just lit it up and then to stop her the way they did and then do like you're thinking, how are they going to get like what I was seeing at one point? Um, okay, I don't want to mix this too. I don't want to mix this up. Um, I'll keep it here. I'll say because I've got so much wrestling on. I've my got mind. you. I've got you. It's, I'm on. I'm on wrestling overload. Um, when she did the chair spot, yeah, and you thought, okay, I knew right as soon as Beth was in there, I knew how he's going to submit, but I didn't because he's never going to submit. Of course not. Oh yes, he will. If it's his wife, because you get the gun, you drop the gun, and now they're pointing the gun at your wife, what are you going to do? <laughs> You're going to drop the gun. You know, it happens in every movie, right? So I didn't see her coming through and going through and doing it anyway, and Rhea really, you know, coming through with that chair. And it was perfect. Her. It was perfect. Oh, it was, and she's vicious. Yeah. I believe Rhea the way I believed China. 
you know. It's a hell of a compliment. So, it's a hell of a compliment. Yeah, you know, it is. But, man, they they did it the right way. And, uh, you know, I, I can't say enough about that. You know, it was it was really well done. And I know it sounds like I'm blowing the WWE, but I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm only gonna talk about shit that I really like, mm-hmm. you know. And if I don't talk about it, then it didn't really move the needle on me as much, sure, you know. But the stuff that did, like, and I haven't put that Judgment Day over. It's 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 not the NWO. It's not, you know, the Four Horsemen. They're their own thing. They've created something different. You know, and again, really hard to do in professional wrestling. You know, again, there's better than and there's less than. And anyone who's not the best is less than, unless they're different than. And that's what, you know, that entire crew, Finn and Priest and, you know, Rhea, Dom, I mean, the whole, they're all different than. Yeah. Well, that got us to our main event, which was Fight Pit. Which, let me tell you something, Dallas, the fight pitch structure in person is wildly impressive. It looks pretty freaking incredible in person. And I thought on TV it looked pretty good, too. And uh, Seth Rollins, once again, proven he's one of the true MVPs of pro wrestling here, man. He is a special kind of talent that can adapt to anybody. I thought he and Matt Riddle had a real good match. Daniel Cormier being in there was a cool little twist on that. And... Uh, it was a big way of putting Matt Riddle over, that's for sure, to end this show in terms of the in-ring action. What did you think of that? Again. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, first of all, I love the cage. I thought it was unique and different. Uh, love the way it went over the, the ring post because there were no ropes there. That was something that's never really been done before, you know? Uh, and again, when do you get to see something that's never been done before? And someone in the color had said, I'm not sure exactly who said it, uh, but that riddle had a lot to do with this fight pit thing. Um, they walk around the top, uh, loved it, but God, how are they going to get out of that? <laughs> you know, again, and of course, Seth taking the diamond cutter slash RKO. Uh, uh, and then the way he pulled up Kurt Hennig, he started rolling and he grabbed a hold of that, that, you know, aluminum pipe and let himself down. And, and, uh, it was, uh, it was impressive. I did not see Riddle coming and doing what to me, I'll call a coffin drop because that's yeah. what, you know, that's what, you know, uh, Darby. uh, our boy Darby is kind of made famous, on his back landing, I, God, what a dangerous bump. What a dangerous bump. And, man, on both sides, to take the trust. Because if he's just four inches less and his ass lands on his guts. It breaks a couple ribs there, yeah. <laughs> it's like the top athletes in this business have a sense of skill and luck that, and I mean all around. And you'll see, because there's there's some bloopers of guys, not WWE guys, but guys who are in independent shows, trying different things that they can't do. 
because they're not doing this with the frequency that an AEW or WWE would be doing it. You know, not, it's reps. Everything is about reps and confidence. And just like Sammy Guevara, you know, with that diamond cutter that he hit on, on, uh, on Cody springing onto one, you know, ladder and then pushing off and hitting that perfect cutter, you know, is the same thing as what Matt Riddle is coming off that top of that cage and no fear. Yeah. You know, he goes, he absorbs so much of that on his, on his glutes and his, uh, his spine. Uh, yeah. Seth felt a lot of it too, but Matt took a lot of that. And, uh, what great athletes. I mean, that was a hell of a pay-per-view. Here he is, Seth Rollins, doing the job again. Does it hurt him? Zero. It elevates him and prepares him for two nights later. You know, and gets what, what they're going to do two nights later. And then, again... I'm always putting over Rollins because the cat's that good. He's an all-timer. He's that good. I mean, he is. He is an all-timer. He's he's yeah. truly and, and you know he's and he's one of yo know, guys at Triple H back in the beginning. You know, down at his, he's the guy who started NXT. Mm-hmm. Triple H. It was his idea to put that together, and these are the guys who come out, or all the guys that are on top, and getting Riddle. It was. It made him. He was already on his way with Randy to being that top guy. But he wasn't there yet. Tonight, or I should say Saturday night, put him there. Yeah, he is now there. And then, you know, Monday again. And you know, let's let's talk. Let's let's roll right into Monday. But you well, can give me a. Yeah. Well, before I do that, Dallas, real quick, uh, that wasn't the end of the show. Keep in mind. Right. God, how did I forget that? <laughs> How did I forget that? Because yeah. instead, after you know, I wouldn't blame you because they, you know, they show the little graphic. They say, "Oh, all right, this is it. Have a good night." Then the lights go out, and what do you know? The White Rabbit himself, Bray Wyatt, returns. It's this really, really exceptional live experience return. It came off incredible on TV. It was, and I, sh- I. I no hyperbole here. I've covered March Madness. I've covered the NBA playoffs for an arena. That was one of the loudest reactions to anything I've ever heard in person when he came out and revealed his face. It was truly gripping and just absolutely incredible television. What did you think of Bray Wyatt's return? I just love the way they've teased it all the way through, Mm -hmm. you know, and I also saw Triple H on an interview talking about it and not him bringing him in, but, you know, just because he is one of those creative cats who you got to hold them down, you know, being Bray, you know, that's the way Triple H had talked about it anyway, because he's got all these crazy ideas. And bottom line is, that's some really good shit, man. Like what they, <laughs> how they went to the crowd 
and showed the different little characters from his little uh you know playhouse uh really cool the lights are all out there and then you think you're not going to see it and then boom the door opens and you see i mean the timing this is this is i always thought bray should have beat taker and he becomes the next taker that's you know cuz take it only goes so long who's going to get that next spot and i always thought it was him i talked about it for years why would you be why would brock beat him brock didn't need to beat him if bray beat him and i just think a lot of how they handled bray was really good in the beginning before but then it sort of lost and got a little tarnished. Yes. And then they brought him back with that new style of character. And I thought, okay, where's he going with this? And it just went and fizzled out. Yeah. And they let him go. And I was like, oh my God, how soon before Tony goes pick him up? And then you didn't hear anything. And couldn't have been better than just to sit and wait. And when he revealed last night uh, on Saturday night originally, when they when they showed that, and they showed him reveal, and then go back in the door. Now that's that to me left everybody with ah, like give him it and then take it away, like that was magic, and. My question is, that character, how do you make him a heel? Because he is, they're going to love him no matter what he does. And maybe he does, maybe they listen to the crowd and they keep him the baby face because they got a lot of heels now. Yeah. And they've been building these. This has just happened over the last three months. So this isn't something that was happening nine months ago. It's a different animal. So I think with Bray, you just let him be what the crowd dictates he is. And I I agree. I agree. And it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Because what I the thing thing that the WWE loves to do more than anything is let think you're getting something and then flip it up and they prove that going into the season premiere. Now I got to tell you for years, whenever I tape the show, I'm going to zip through the whole beginning. I'm not going to watch the beginning, but as it started to come on and I saw the DX thing, it stopped me. I thought, okay, I've been doing that for years. Let's watch this one. And when, when I watched that opening and just the walk to the ring, the bloodline, and the swag, not just being, being themselves. Like, they have really, as a, as a unit, like, you know, what's, what's the nephew who just came in? Solo Sakai. Solo. So, I'm sorry, Solo Sakoa. My apologies. Solo Sakoa. Yeah, he... I watched him on NXT a couple times, and uh, he's impressive. 
Yes. But, you know, he fits right in. And I love that he's got the blonde hair and, you know, that Sammy and Jimmy have really come into their own through this. Uh, uh, Jay and Jimmy have really come into their own. And then Sammy. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, he is he is doing something very special right now with Sammy Zayn. And, and to me, they are their own thing. Mm-hmm. Their own thing. Again, this is something that is that it's hard to do. You know, once, especially the Four Horsemen had their thing and the NWO had their thing. So everything will be compared to that. But this is different. And I, it was, I'm sort of bummed Jake wasn't here today because I wanted to talk about this. Because when you listen to Roman talk, he has, it's his own thing, but it's kind of reminiscent of Jake a little bit. Where you don't ever hear Roman yell. You don't hear him like, you know, he will tune it up, but he keeps that composure that that Jake could do, you know, and, and it's different. And the way he's doing it, like, I listen to him and I watch him, I'm like, man, he is the man. And that's why Drew didn't beat him. Yeah. Because he wasn't done. He wasn't ready to walk away. He might have less dates or whatever, but he don't have to do anything. He's in that spot. And I love Paul Lee there. You know, I love friggin' Heyman, you know, because he plays his party. You talk about knowing your role. Every one of those guys knows their role. And when, <laughs> you know, it cracked me up. And I, again, bringing out. Bringing the the original bro, uh, bringing out Riddle, it, it, I was like, oh, this is going so good, and I, I was afraid it was going to screw it up, but it didn't, because yeah. soon as Sammy got soon as Sammy got involved with it, like that whole thing, that was that was really really well done. Well, the beauty is we all know where this story is going with Sammy Zayn. We all know how this all ends up. And it's going to... Maybe you don't. But maybe the way the booking is right now, maybe you don't. It's a fair point. Maybe you don't. But (laughs) ultimately, it seems like this is a great way to do a long-term story, to catapult Sami Zayn, to become a big-time babyface once again. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You can never have enough baby faces that people care about because when people care about baby faces that translates to money that's that's business for everybody and uh great stories to be told i love all this bloodline stuff i'm gonna place a bet there dallas that Sami Zayn's gonna be a baby face sometime soon no i'm not saying he's not i'm not saying but it might be different than the way we think it's gonna be only because you know let's look at that first match with uh you know uh johnny g and uh austin theory hell of a match you got to believe the theory's going over because of the push that he's got up till now. But no, Johnny G, Mr. Wrestling, that was a huge win for him. And a, a mark of saying, you know what I did in NXT. I'm here tonight and I'm going to make my own mark. Yep. And theory, those guys had a hell of a match. A hell of a match. He told a good story. I would like to see them slow down a little bit, you know, um, get a little more out of that. But uh, Johnny G, like freaking, they both had, I mean, they did some moves. There was a couple things I saw that I've never even seen before, 
You know, that was like, again, really hard to make up new shit, you know, but those guys dug into it, you know, and, and they go back to NXT days. So the hell of a deal. And yeah. it was a, it was a big deal for Johnny to get that win. It, it marked him up, man. Again, it's an easy bet that someone like Johnny Gargano is going to have a hell of a match. And if you want to make some easy bets, Dallas, we got a way to help people do that here <laughs> on DDP Snake Pit. And that is with my bookie. Your favorite athletes always strive, they always strive to put themselves in a winning position. And it's about time you did too with my bookie. My bookie is the biggest online selection of odds and contests to fill all your sports betting needs anytime, anywhere. Bet on the NFL, MLB playoffs. Play for a share of big cash prizes in the weekly blackjack tournaments. If you've been waiting for the right time to get in on the action, that time is now. Make your winning move today. And you can sign up at MyBookie using promo code SNAKEPIT to claim your deposit match of any amount up to $1,000. Again, that's promo code SNAKEPIT to claim your bonus. Experience sports in a whole new light and make this season a winning one. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie Dallas. My New York Yankees, they're in the playoffs right now as we tape this. By the time this airs, I don't know if that's going to be the case. I'm sure hoping it is. And uh, if I maybe I'll think about using my bookie to maybe put some money down on them. I, I told you about my luck with booking bets, okay? But as of last week, I'm not telling you who I bet on okay. or <laughs> zero, but I won both those bets with my bookie. So uh, there you go. I'm on a run. I'm on a positive run here. So I'm going to keep it going. And uh, I encourage any of you guys, if you're going to be placing it, go with my bookie. Okay. All my right. My personal, by the way, my personal bookie. There you go. <laughs> Making it easy for you. Now we're in this where I was starting to get a little bit confused talking about my judgment, you know, judgment day, uh, you know, from Saturday night. But this continues over in and out of the, the Gable and Ray, which, of course, Anything with Mysterio and Gable, it's going to be a great match again. Yeah. But what ha- but what happened afterwards? That's the stuff that again shows you how hot and how much heat that they really have, and how they fed into the end of that match, which gave it all the real pops. This felt like a raw after WrestleMania with some of the stuff that they were pulling off here, and we would see AJ Styles returning, and eventually. The Good Brothers help him to wait, 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 wait back in, wait back in that, okay? Because before, before the Good Brothers showed up, you know, Gallows and Anderson, before they showed mm-hmm. up, and I'm thinking there's no way AJ's, you know, going to come with this, you know. So I'm thinking that, okay, it could be AJ. Um, AJ, uh, Edge, Ray, and Beth against, like, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, yeah. looking, you know, is this the way they're going? And then they went again. That's why I said you can think you know, but then they go, and I got a pretty good handle on booking, you know, that, oh, okay, better selection. But this, because it, it gets them into another thing, because they got to eventually get away from this angle and work your way into the next one. So, uh, you know, I loved it when uh, Gallows and Anderson showed up. And- They're the best, aren't they? They are the coolest dudes in the world. They're fun. They're so great. And and maybe there is an opportunity to pay this off at, like, Survivor Series where you could get the Good Brothers, AJ, Edge, and Beth versus Judgment Day. And all there's that whole... 
I mean, you could do a traditional Survivor Series tag match there too. So, and that's that, that's again, that's what I was yeah. I was thinking could happen because we are in October. Mm-hmm. It's November next, mm-hmm. yeah, which is Survivor Series. So I thought that's that's what they were setting it up for, but then it flipped the other way because you know AJ is going to be the babyface in this scenario because they've just built these guys into monster heels now, and again their reaction that they're getting is friggin' phenomenal, and this is where Ray and um, and Dom square off, right? It was raw. It was raw. Like, mm-hmm. I was getting a little confused. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that timing was really, really good. And when you say you really think he has that much heat, listen to the crowd. You know, like there is no way that if I was booking that when the match between Ray finally hits that spot, which it will, mm-hmm. you know, at some point, because that's the payoff. That Dominic beats his ass. You know, they all beat up on Ray, you know, and Dominic gets that win because he needs to, you know, he has so much heat. Wait, he's going to get even more heat. Let him win. Let him yeah. win. Let him win. He got enough people that can do enough screw job finishes, you know, and, and enough talent, you know, in that group of people that it's all going to like, you could have a, 20 minute match with them in the first five or eight minutes, do whatever you're going to do. And then that last 10 to 12 minutes, just blow the roof off, you know? So it's going to be really interesting to see how he's going to, you know, be used moving forward. But I think the kid looks great and uh, he's got that, he's got natural heat, you know, because of all of this very likable kid in person, but can you really get that heat? And we have real heels now. Yeah. That's the thing that hasn't been around. Like I've, I talk about it over and over again. And which brings us to the next thing on the show, which was Bailey, you know, and uh, Candice LeRae. Uh, you feel, you got to feel, you know, after, you know, just doing the ladder match, it, this is Bailey <laughs> going to kill her. Oh, no. Again, just when you think you know, you don't know. Now, of course, they got all their heat back. Yes, they did. <laughs> you know, right after that, which I thought again was great. Like, there was one point where, right in the beginning of my, it wasn't the push. I, I, I'd won Lord of the Rings, which was, you know, our King of the Ring and got the, 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 the ring and all that. And then I have this match with Eddie and, he slips over with this is the beginning of what would become our feud. He slips over with uh, a schoolboy and gets his hand raised, and then I attack him. And then I hit three diamond cutters on him, grab the belt off the rep, and whip him. And Chavo comes in. So they're safe. Chavo's 20 years old. He's had 10 matches. You never would know it. <laughs> you know, I thought for sure he'd be working for a few years uh, at least. Um, but it got the heat back from the loss. And that's what, you know, these kids did. And they, uh, they, le- they left with some really, really good heat. And Bailey's going to be, a, she already is. She's a hell of a heel. She is, in my opinion, one of the strongest all around performers in all professional wrestling. I think she's that good. And yeah. it's good to see her healthy again. 
And as you said, you've said it multiple times, elevating, elevating, elevating. She elevates everybody that she's in there with. That's what a great talent does. And uh, did, did that get us to Brock Lesnar? Because that's a pretty big deal. That was a pretty big deal. You know, first of all, they're pulling all the guns out. It's a, you know, it's a season premiere. It's like, we want you to know shit's different now. You know, yeah. like, it's the same, but it's different now. And they, they pulled out all the guns for this. You know, Bobby coming out there, I knew something was up a little bit because the champion never goes out first. You know, so I knew something was up, but I didn't see that coming. And then I didn't see him come out there and just, you know, beating up on Bobby, you know, and uh, you didn't see that coming. Uh, it kind of made, it made sense because it gets them off at a different program, mm -hmm. gets the title off of him because Seth comes out. I want the match. I want the match. He's the ultimate tweener. The people, they, Seth is at that spot. They love to hate him. He's got that Ric Flair spot. You know, they love him. And depending on who he's out there with, they hate him. You know, he did it for Cody big time. You know, because Cody was the ultimate baby face there. Coming over, coming back. And Seth, you know, the whole thing. He, those matches were friggin' amazing. Amazing right. matches. And then to go out there after... <laughs> Riddle dropped, and I taped my ribs for a year, so it made me laugh that he taped them all the way up to the top. Of uh, but he played that, you know, yeah, he played it beautifully and sold like crazy. Him and Bobby both did. Um, and then to you know to get the uh, to get the strap, so win, lose, or whatever. Seth Rollins gets over, so <laughs> so he's mastered that art. So I thought it was magic, man. I thought the I thought both shows were great, and I challenge anybody. Of course, you're gonna have your haters that are gonna go into all the whatever negative shit they can pull out, but really hard to do, you know, on that you know those last two uh, shows. I'll say this, Dallas. I think right now. WWE is dealing with more goodwill than it has in a long time from its fan base. I'd say probably close to 10, 15 years in terms of your fan base having trust in you to tell a great story and most importantly, to ensure that they go home happy. And when you build goodwill with your fan base, you can afford to have a mishap every now and then because they will be back tuning in the next week because they know that they're going to be entertained. They know they're going to get a great show and they know they're going to be rewarded for paying attention. And I think what we've seen in these first three months or so of Paul of X booking has definitely changed some perception in that sense. And goodwill can carry WWE a long way here in terms of growing the audience. And I think that's a good thing all around. One of the things I think that... You're, I don't, I don't think you're going to see as much of why the fuck did they do that? That's what I mean. Exactly. You know I mean? Like, Cause there were so many times they would be building something and then they'd pull it away and you'd go, what, why did you just do that? You just gave this guy this spot and then you just beat the living hell out of him. Why? You know? So I don't think you're going to see a lot of that, you know? I agree. And and there's a real, you know, defining line, not through everyone, 
because Roman is his own animal. You know, Seth is his own animal. But there's a defined line between babyface and heel. Not everywhere, but more than there's been in a long time. And letting the heels get heat. That's one of the things that I didn't see happen as much. Oh, never mind the beep. Without doing beep, they just cut off every shit and every fuck. Like, <laughs> and there was plenty of both from the beginning of the show. And I thought it was funny as hell in the DX bit, the first bit that came on was putting the, the censored over the guy's mouth. Later, all you heard was nothing. Because if something was said in that ring and it happened multiple times, you didn't hear anything. It wasn't a beep. And it wasn't, because it would have had to go beep, 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 beep. So all they did was eliminate, and I thought, it was, I thought it was really smart. They eliminated the volume so you never heard anything. That makes sense? Yep. You yeah, dumped so, in the audio, yeah. Yeah, and so when you dump the audio like that, they got a seven-second delay. When you dump the audio like that, you can say whatever you want, and everyone knows how to fill in the gap. Exactly. Well, you don't get any of the problems with the FCC or any of that. Plus, you get to push the envelope. No, we're the hipper of – we're the hippest cat on the block. Yeah. And we have all these avenues to do it. So as hard as it is to get a good rating today, I'd be really interested to see, you know, what the ratings were. I know we shot this on Tuesday and it airs on Wednesday, but it came out today at some point. That rating, I'd be interested to see, did it move the needle having the DX and letting those guys come out and thank the you know the people for the 25 years. And I love what Sean said at the end of the night. Of you gotta promise me if we're back here 25 years from now, <laughs> just shoot us. <laughs> Thought that was really funny. Um, but you know, the people they want to see, they don't need to do anything. You know, just like if I come out, you know, they it's it, it, they just want they want to see their guys do just one thing. You know, in this scenario, as having them together, not having Billy there was kind of different, you know, because he was at least he was there for the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, so I'm glad that they let him come back in and do that, but not to TV. And I knew they wouldn't do that, you know, because it's someone else's TV. You know? Well, he's doing great in his own right right now with the equipment. No, he's doing so. great. Boys are doing great. Yep. And they're, they, they step up every week. Oh, yeah. Every week they get, you know, they get more confidence in what they're doing. They look good. There's their stuff in the ring is is really good. Um, and totally understandable when you got your old man who's got to be 50 something and still like as hard as this table. Like I, I he is he is the true he-man of everybody. Um I, I really don't know how he you know, it's kind of like Sylvester Stallone stays in that insane shape 24-7. Um, and then the last thing, of course, they didn't have to change anything but play the White Rabbit thing again. And that was, uh, again, 
it was like it was live because you know they filmed it live, and then to have it, the only way you knew that it was not in that arena was the kid who, when they went to uh, what character was it? I think it was the orange face alien looking thing. There's some kid in the white light of the camera because if you didn't see that that was him, you would have thought it was another arena that they did that. You know, because um, I knew it set me off. Like, are they doing this again? He's must be going to come out. And then, of course, he didn't. And they didn't need to. You know, uh, I can't wait to see what happens with Bray and how he's booked moving forward under the new deal. Me too, man. It's an exciting time right now to be a pro wrestling fan. And you've got some hot products, some great talent. Now it's just a matter of how do you execute great storytelling. So I'm, I'm hoping and I'm confident for the first time in a really long time. I'm really confident in WWE's ability to deliver on that. So I'm, I'm excited, man. It should be great. I enjoyed this conversation with you. Uh, anything else you want to throw out there, Dallas? Nope. That's it, baby. That's it. That's it, man. That's uh, another episode of DDP Snake Pit in the pit for you guys. We got Sting next week. We're talking all things Sting. Jake will be back with us. It's going to be a great episode. Don't miss it. That's Diamond Dallas Page. I'm John Abba. We'll see you next week right here on DDP Snake Pit. See ya.